0: There was a guy who was conducting a leadership seminar for a group of police recruits one time. And as he held the groups every day, he was trying to teach them different principles. And on this one particular day, he was trying to teach them this one specific principle about leadership. And so he came up with this exercise. He had a piece of paper and he called one of the recruits forward and asked them to quietly read the piece of paper. And the first recruit came forward and he read it. And the, and the piece of paper simply said, Get all of your classmates out of the room, out of the building, and onto the grass without causing any panic. And so he thought, well, this is easy. I'll just tell them this. And this is what he said. All right, everyone, get out of the building and get on the grass outside. Well, everyone started asking questions. And the questions before long turned into panic. The one who was leading the group, the conductor, saw that this was going nowhere. And so he put a pause to it and said, all right, everybody, just hang on a second. Sit back down. And he called up another recruit. This recruit also read the paper that said the same thing. But he didn't know what to do. He saw that the last recruit had failed miserably, so he didn't know whether to make up a lie or what kind of a lie to make up to them he simply stood there frozen, unable to choose anything. Eventually, the conductor of the seminar told him he could have a seat. And so the conductor of the seminar called up one last recruit to try it. She came forward and she read the paper and she thought about it for one moment and she said, okay everyone, break for lunch, and within just minutes, the whole room was cleared of everyone. She did exactly as was requested. That's good leadership. That's smart. That's the kind of leadership that our world needs, that our church needs, that we need in our lives and in our country. We need better leaders who can get things done and do them well. We need good leaders. But that made me think, what makes for a good leader? And I know that others, especially in church, have thought about what makes for a good leader. I've, I've heard and read about this idea of biblical leadership and a big part of that comes from Titus chapter 1 verses 1 through 9 the first about four verses are Paul's introduction to the letter and the rest of it is is something that Paul talks about uh, for leadership so I want us to read that before I do Titus was on an island called Crete, and he most likely was in the main city called Gordon, and there were about twenty towns or, or small cities throughout the island, and Paul had a very specific job in mind for Titus to do there. And so this is what Paul says to Titus. It says I, Paul, am God's slave and Christ's agent for promoting the faith among God's chosen people, getting out the accurate word on God and how to respond rightly to it. My aim is to raise hopes by pointing the way to life without end. This is the life God promised long ago. And he doesn't break promises. And when the time was ripe, he went public with his truth. And I've been entrusted to proclaim this message by order of our Savior, God himself. Dear Titus, legitimate son in the faith, receive everything our Father and Jesus, our Savior, give you. Now in the next handful of verses... Paul names the characteristics of a good leader. This is what he says. He says, I left you in charge in Crete so you could complete what I left half done. Appoint leaders in every town according to my instructions and as you select them, ask, Now, right out the gate here, I want you to tell you where it says man, go ahead and also add in woman. Is this man well thought of? Is he committed to his wife? Are his children believers? Do they respect him and stay out of trouble? It's important that a church leader responsible for the affairs of God's house be looked up to not pushy, not short-tempered, not a drunk, not a bully, not money-hungry. He must welcome people, be helpful, wise, fair, reverent, have a good grip on himself, and have a good grip on the message. Knowing how to use the truth to either spur people on in knowledge Or stop them in their tracks if they oppose it. That is setting the bar pretty high for leadership, isn't it? Think about all those things that Paul said a leader has to do. In control of themselves, in control of their family. Holding up these high moral values being well thought of in the community, in the church. That's a lot to ask of one person. I've often wondered to myself, is that really what God expects of Christians? Specifically, is that really what God expects of us leaders, pastors and elders, others in the church I've gone back and forth on that question over the years but I will let you know where I stand currently and the answer in short is yes I do believe that God expects all of those things of the church leaders I believe that God expects all those things of me. I believe that God expects all those things of church and church elders, or if, or if you're in another denomination, that or deacons are the ones who are making the decision in the church and leading it. Deacons, wherever and whatever your structure is of your of your church, whoever leads it. God has high expectations of that leader. However, I have possibly some good news for you. As I was thinking some more about this idea of biblical leadership, I wanted to also get another point of view. And so I looked at Jesus and what kind of leaders he chose. I went back to his original too. I looked at Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 through 20. It says, Walking along the beach of Lake Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon later called Peter and Andrew, They were fishing, throwing their nets into the lake. It was their regular work. Jesus said to them, Come with me. I'll make you a new kind of fisherman. I'll show you how to catch men and women instead of perch and bass. They didn't ask questions, but simply dropped their nets and followed Here's the interesting thing. I did a little digging around. As far as we know, fishermen were not highly respected. There is nothing that leads us to believe that Simon or Andrew would have been picked for a leadership position of any kind anywhere. They just were not of the genetic Or the right stock. They they just did not come from the right families. They didn't have the education. They would not have been picked for leadership. It's possible that they didn't even show the potential for leadership. But for some reason, Jesus saw these two guys. Two guys that probably no one else would have seen any potential in. And he picked them. He picked them, and one of them would go ahead and be the rock that the church, the Petra, Petrified. He would be the rock that the church was built upon. Jesus sure did know how to pick good leaders. I guess what I'm getting at is that perhaps, and this is just my theory that I've come up with over a week, is that perhaps God does expect all of those things of good church leaders. But we've got to grow into those things. That takes time. You don't just come out of the womb being all of those things. For those of you who remember people like Ralph Akers and and others, he wasn't born just a, a, a great elder. He learned those traits over time. And I'm sure that that is the same for all of our elders and all of our leaders here who are great at what they do. You are growing into these things no matter what your age, or no matter what you've done, or how far you've come. And we all are. God might be picking you for leadership when you expect it the least. I've read this many years ago, and maybe you have too, or you've heard it. But it said, there are many reasons why God shouldn't have called you, but don't worry, you're in good company. Moses stuttered, David's armor didn't fit, John Mark was rejected by Paul, Timothy had ulcers, Hosea's wife was a prostitute, so was David's great-great-grandmother, Amos' only training was in the school of fig tree pruning, Jacob was a liar, so were Abraham and Isaac. David had an affair. Solomon was too rich. Jesus was too poor. Abraham was too old. David was too young. Peter was afraid of death. Lazarus was dead. John was self-righteous. Naomi was a widow. Paul was a murderer. So was Moses. So was David. Jonah ran from God. Miriam was a gossip. Gideon and Thomas were doubted. Jeremiah was depressed and suicidal. Elijah was burned out. John the Baptist was a loud mouth, which he was. Martha was a worrywart. Mary was lazy, Samson had long hair, Noah got drunk, and did I mention that Moses had a short fuse? So did Peter, Paul, well, and lots of folks. What we learn from Simon, Andrew, all of these characters, and everyone else is that God may expect a lot from us. But God will take us just as we are and grow us and turn us into something truly great. It's something you do by faith. Becoming a good leader requires uh, you agreeing. God calls us but we have to agree to do it. This is what it says in Hebrews 11:25 through 28 It says, By faith Moses, when grown, refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house. He chose a hard life with God's people rather than an opportunistic, soft life of sin with the oppressors. He valued suffering in the Messiah's camp far greater than Egyptian wealth because he was looking ahead, anticipating the payoff. By an act of faith, he turned his heel on Egypt, indifferent to the king's blind rage. He had his eye on the one no eye can see, and kept right on going. By an act of faith, he kept the Passover feast, and sprinkled Passover blood on each house, so that the destroyer of the firstborn wouldn't touch them I tell you Moses as fouled up as he was was presented with an opportunity to come and lead God's people he couldn't even talk in front of people he got short tempered he had all kinds of shortcomings but God chose him God called him and Moses well, Moses went along with it on another occasion God needed someone to go and spread a message. God said, "I don't know who's going to take it. there aren't many prophets or people left to take the the message out. It's not a great message." And Isaiah stepped up. He stepped up to the call to be a leader. He said, I will go. Send me. Let that be your response this week. Send me. Amen.